our success is dependent on a healthy, engaged, amazing workforce. And those investments are not only just for the now, but we're relying on this workforce to become our leaders for the future. Welcome to CXO Talk. Today, we're speaking with Marisa Andrada. She is the Chief Diversity, Inclusion, and People Officer of Chipotle Mexican Grill. I've been part of Chipotle since the beginning of 2018. I joined right after our new CEO, Brian Nichol, joined. And I was recruited to become the first chief human resources officer for the company. Immediately, I changed my title to chief people officer. Just really quickly, why not human resources and why people? Um, my team's name is actually called People Experience. Because when you think about human resources or HR, I think the first thing people think about, I know I do, is, well, HR is there to tell you the rules and whether yes or no, you can do things. So it's a, really a pivot on focusing on all of our restaurant employees, our employee experience, and from a people experience standpoint, um, much like outwardly marketers look at creating amazing fans of our brands, I think internally our original fans need to be our employees. And so how are we creating an experience where our employees just say, I feel amazing just being part of this company and being part of this brand. So first it was chief people officer, And then last year in 2020, we expanded my title to include Chief Diversity, Inclusion, and People Officer. And that was just a recognition for all of the work that really started in 2018 as part of our transformation to um, reset our strategy and reset the culture. And if you think about the culture that we have, it's super healthy. We'll talk more about it, I know, in our talk. But the culture... It is demonstrating that employees can show up and be and bring their full selves to work and bring their best ideas. And when that happens, a company is healthy and can continue to grow. And so back in 2020, um, it was just really a recognition that even throughout the craziness of living through a pandemic and learning through it, civil and social unrest, just the way in which we quickly continued to have dialogue with our employees as we started to in 2018, was a reflection of, wow, this culture that we have, where we can foster a culture that values the diversity of our company, and that leverages all of the individual talents of our employees so that we can grow the business, build our brand, as well as cultivate a better world. It's really that. It's a reflection of this culture is strong and it exists. And so why wouldn't we want to recognize that in my title? So there you go. We definitely need to talk about the culture. Give us a sense of context. Everybody knows the Chipotle brand, but how large are you? Frame that for us because you're operating at such a huge scale. Yeah, we are. So Chipotle Mexican Grill is comprised of around 3,000 restaurants, might be more by now, 3,000 restaurants, 100,000 employees, primarily in the US. We are growing in Canada. We're also in Europe and it's all company operated. I think most people say, well, are you franchised or can I franchise Chipotle? I think the beauty of our brand is that it's all company operated and having 100,000 employees really uh, delivering the safe, prepared, fresh, amazing food to our guests actually creates great opportunity for that. And so um, most of our employees are general managers who run the restaurants 80% of them have been promoted from within, and they're the ones leading our restaurants. And so 
And Chipotle, you know, I've mentioned this already, our purpose is all around cultivating a better world. Our founder, Steve Ells, was the one to create this category of um, having amazing, fresh, sustainably raised food and ingredients and bringing that fresh every day for the customer. And I know that there are others out there that also have that model. I think for us, it just really, we are the category creator and we're the ones that really believe in bringing, you know, safely prepared, sustainably raised, amazingly tasting food every day to our guests. Clearly, your workforce is the crucial linchpin in making this happen. So tell us about the the kinds of challenges that you faced over the course of this these last couple of years. Do you want to back up and actually start with 2018? I think that's the beginning of our journey with this transformation. For those of you out there who are familiar with Chipotle's journey, we faced an, uh, a crazy food safety crisis back in 2015. And that 2015, um, there was a food safety crisis, which then as a company, we then put in place all of these um, amazing protocols around food safety. We have uh, a food safety council of amazing PhDs. And what that, what that created was really rebuilding the trust of our guests, as well as the trust of our employees that our food is safe. And so fast forward, as this new leadership team evolved in 2018, what we walked into was a culture where it was all around being food safe. And what I mean by that is the most important priority around our employees is that they show up to work feeling healthy and that um, that they have access to sick days right away. And I share that with you because I think it was an interesting thing to have that kind of commitment to health and wellness of our employees as it relates to food safety as part of our company's growth. I mean, it was about building trust with our with our guests and with our employees. And that, um, when I mean by food safe, every day before an employee can even walk into the restaurant and start their job, they go through a wellness check. And that wellness check is the manager on duty just saying, how are you feeling today? Are you exhibiting or feeling any of these symptoms? Are you caring for anyone at home with these symptoms? And, you know, in food safety, it's all things that might lead to not food safety. But then in COVID, we also included COVID symptoms as well as a mental health check as people were coming in. And so I think it's important that in 2018 to walk into a company that already had this amazing commitment to food safety culture. And then this foundation of the wellness and health and wellness of our employees being really important was important as we all experienced 2020 together. And so going back to your original question of really supporting the workforce, I think there's some amazing things that we had the foresight to do as part of our growth. You know, in 2018, it was about how do we turn this company back around and start this growth with Chipotle? And we said, in order for us to grow, we have to create a world-class, people-focused organization where we're maniacally focused on people. And, you know, I've shared this vision of cultivating a better world. It also means it's cultivating an environment where all of our employees can thrive, pursue their passion, and become lifelong leaders. And that thriving first starts with health and well-being, but it also is about their own growth and development. And so in 2019, we introduced programs such as tuition reimbursement at 100% for our employees up to 5250. And then by the end of 2019, we introduced this access to a debt-free degree. 
And that was really partially because there's a huge chance for anyone, and I've shared with you with our population, 80% of our general managers have come from crew. And we just wanted to extend that pathway to opportunity that you know an employee can join and work with us part-time, 15 hours a week, and have access to these amazing education benefits. But in as soon as three years, actually have a quick pathway to middle class and be making over six figures as a general manager. And then lastly, um, as we went into 2020 with all of those new benefits and investments in place, we then invested in access to mental health for all of our employees and their families as well. And so leading into 2020, we didn't have a crystal ball. What we're really fortunate about is that by living our purpose, as well as creating this environment where the health and well-being of our employees first and foremost, was the biggest priority for us as a company. And then leaning on developing their full selves so they can bring that to work, I think was critical as we led through 2020. Now for us, um, you know, we didn't close our restaurants. And so while the dining rooms were closed, our employees showed up every day to make sure they were providing, you know, safe, well-prepared food for our guests who were looking for that during the pandemic. You use the phrase living our purpose. What does that mean? And most importantly, how do you translate that purpose into action? I think that's where people have trouble. Cultivating a better world is our purpose, and it's through food with integrity. And as much as I've said too, and through people with integrity, the way that comes to life within Chipotle is through values that we codified as a collective leadership team, as an employee team back in 2018. So as this team came together and we had a new strategy to enact over the next couple of years, what we learned was, hey, we need to really create a strong culture where the employees also are part of this and want to deliver on the strategy. And so our leaders got together. So um, our CEO and leadership team, we got together I brought in someone to facilitate a conversation that then resulted in nine values based on the artifacts and history of our company. Those nine values then went out to our restaurants. I had my team members in people experience go out and literally crowdsource feedback. And those values became six. And then we went to our field leaders and those values then became four. And then we went to our employees. We actually moved from Denver to Newport Beach and to Columbus. And those employees who moved with us also gave feedback. And at the end of the day, we ended up with four values, which are the line is the moment of truth. And it's really all about that amazing food that is prepared safe every day. But it's also about that experience that we create for our people, whether it's our employees and our guests around that food line. The second value is teach and taste Chipotle. There is a lot of detail with our business, especially when our employees show up at 6.45, 7 a.m. every day in order to open up at 10 a.m. And again, it's the, the preparation of all that food and cooking. But it's also a metaphor that as part of being in this company, that we each have the responsibility to bring each other along. The third value is authenticity lives here. Our food is real and so are we. And we want our employees to bring their full selves to work. And then the last value is we do what's right, even when it's hard. So if you think about just the history of this company 
And um, you know, for us, sourcing better ingredients that are sustainable and organic, sourced through local farmers, et cetera. The fact that we believe we hire better people, that we need to do what's right, even when it's hard. And so when I say living our purpose, uh, that purpose really came to life through these values. And the way that actually came to being inside the company was through so many ways. It's not just, hey, we're done with that exercise and let's publish it and put it up on the wall somewhere. No, it actually starts there. Like here are the values. But then we were fortunate back in 2018 where we brought all of our general managers together. It's about 3,500 people in the room in Las Vegas. And that whole conference, which we have every other year, except for during COVID year, we did not, um, but we have every other year. And everything that we talked about was through the lens of those values, educating them on what those values mean. And then as we talked about, hey, here are some new um, things that we'll be introducing to the restaurants. It was through those values. And then fast forward, um, after after we introduced those values, I ended up just having an open call to all of our employees and sent a note saying, Hey, everyone, let's rally. Come joining meeting. Totally up to you. And so we can talk about how we live our values and create community across all of our locations. And so um, that then created this cultural ambassador committee where employees from different areas and different levels of the company came together and they said, here's how we live our values. And it's things around how we communicate, how we um, how we treat people, what decisions we make as a business. You know, they gave us all of these ideas when I say us, the leadership team. And then coming out of that, um, one way in which we are living our purpose is that then that created what we call our employee resource groups. So out of the Cultural Ambassador Committee, and the first employee resource group was born at the beginning of 2019 called The Hustle. And The Hustle is an acronym for Humans United to Support the Ladies Experience. And it's all around how men and women inside Chipotle can attract, elevate, develop women in the workplace. And so that team on its own actually helped to inform a lot of benefits for us. So when I talk about our mental health benefits, they really help to inform that. When I think about the extension of our parental leave, our paid time off for parental leave, whether it's maternal or paternal or adoption leave, they inform that. They also created a program because a lot of our employees were first-time mothers in the last couple of years, returning back into the workforce in the restaurants, and they created a fraternity program. So I think about you know that as an example of how we're living our, our values and living our purpose. Um, and then another way with our employee resource groups, we have a group called Unified, which actually came together during the pandemic and right around the time that all the civil and social unrest was happening. That's also an acronym for United Network of Influencers Furthering Inclusion and Ethnic Diversity. And it's about this multicultural group using their voice to help inform what we can be doing differently and or more of to support this diverse workforce. So for example, um, last year, Unify really put the ideas in the the laps of our general manager. So everyone who runs the restaurants on, hey, general managers, what can we be doing to cultivate a better world internally and externally? And those general managers had access to local community community grants that they could make all around, you know, furthering inclusion and ethnic diversity in their community. So they were 
given the opportunity to make these community grants to organizations that they felt like were part of their community to kind of further that effort. Um, as well, they informed us on how we can invest some of our cash into um, the HOPE financial network, which is kind of down south in the U.S., and it's a financial bank network that actually funds Black-owned businesses. And so, I mean, that's one example of living our values. But then more importantly, I think more broadly, as we lived through the pandemic and, you know, no one had a playbook on how to live through the pandemic, those values, like when we had to make decisions on the business, we had to actually pass it through the lens of those values. And when we know that we hit every one of them, that we knew we were doing the right thing. And so I think it has to come to life through that in everything that you do. It sounds like these values are the reference point against which you make the business decisions for the company. Absolutely. Now, clearly, you've embedded this approach deeply into the culture of Chipotle. How did you do that? How did you make that happen? You know, I shared a lot about how when we introduced the culture and the values through the uh, the culture through the values, that it was starting at a mega conference where really all of our leaders were all in the same place. I think it was important to communicate that up front and then have different leaders come up and talk about it and talk about it through the lens of our business plans. Um, so it started with that, but it also the way that kind of becomes organic to the organization, it is about, um, again, any pick any one of these values, the way in which we developed kind of our people processes, the way in which we coach and develop our employees. I'll give you one example. We have a process that we call our four by four discussions. And in those four by four discussions, we expect that every manager has a conversation four times a year on four questions with their employees. So at least four times a year on four questions with those their employees. And this is a way to ensure that everyone's focused on the right thing, as well as living our values as they're delivering for the company. And here's what I mean by that. Those four questions are, looking back in the, this last quarter, what is it that I accomplished? The second question is, how did I live our values? The third question is, looking forward, what is it that I need to be accomplishing for the company? And then the fourth is, you know, in what area do I need support in my own personal or professional growth and development? And so the fact that at minimum, we know our managers are talking about setting objectives and giving feedback on both performance and development through the lens of our values, that is a way that just kind of got people going. I mean, it was amazing that they would actually talk about the values and say, well, here's how I demonstrated the values through delivering these things in the last quarter. We did that for all of our, um, I'll say, salaried employees. And then we took that to the next level for all of our hourly employees in the restaurants. And it's those four questions at least two times every year. And so what I love about that is that, um, again, if you think about those values, the line is a moment of truth. They're talking about how they're delivering the business through that lens. Teach and Taste Chipotle that conversation in and of, of its own, you know, talking about the details of the business and how they're getting the work done. It's really important. Um, third is authenticity lives here. Also that they're talking about, hey, where do I need support and, and develop uh, support and development in my own personal and professional development? 
you know, and the line is a moment of truth, you know, you do what's right, even when it's hard, you know, performance over the last three years, since we've kind of gone on this journey is really about making hard choices. And so that's one way in which living those values are real to every individual in the company, you know, in a very real way. And then all of those other things that we talked about, investments we made in people, that just illustrates the fact that we're committed to, you know, cultivating a better world by cultivating an environment internally where all of our employees can thrive, pursue their passion and become lifelong leaders. What's the hardest part of bringing a culture together in this way, especially at the scale at which you operate? I think it's about consistency. And it's about ongoing communication and education, you know, with everybody. And so here's what I mean by that. Anytime there is an opportunity to communicate with our employees, whether there's five in a room or whether there's like 100,000 in a room virtually, right? It has to start with the why, like who we are, you know, and who we are and what we care about who we are and what we stand for. I think that consistency and talking through our purpose and our values has to be there. And if you forget to do that, you know, then I think people will forget the reason why we're here. You know, yes, we are Chipotle Mexican Grill and we deliver this amazing food safe, um, sustainably raised food, but it has to be through the lens of our values. I think the other um, challenge, I don't want to call it hard, is making sure that it becomes part of how our managers engage with our people. And um, initially managers thought, well, do I need to memorize all of these values? You know, as they were learning all the specific language around the values. And I think what ended up happening organically was we learned that they were starting their shift meetings, you know, their huddles when they start their job at the restaurant. Well, they'll, they might even say, hey, let's talk about our values. What's your favorite one and why? And so I think what's challenging or what could be hard is if you don't have that consistency and you don't always bring people back to that center of who we are and what we stand for and why we even exist, then I think that's going to be a challenge, you know? And so, um, and, and I think too, gosh, let me go back to 2018. I'd mentioned briefly that part of our kind of resetting the company and resetting the culture was not only around, hey, codifying the purpose and the values, we actually shut down our restaurant support center in Denver after being there for almost 25 years and moving, you know, whether it was to Newport Beach, California, or Columbus, Ohio. And part of living our values is you actually have to hire people who believe in them. And for us, at least at the support center, which is different than the restaurants, um, as we were looking for people, I remember having conversations with every one of our final candidates who came in. And first of all, that's unusual. Everyone said, well, it's unusual that I'm actually meeting with the chief people officer of a company for a role at the office. And to me, it was about making sure they were clear and that their eyes were wide open as they were walking into this company, knowing that, you know, what they're signing up for. And I think the good news is, look, if you're aligned to personally, to this purpose of cultivating a better world, and personally, these values speak to you, then I think that's kind of half the battle. The hard part is if when you hire someone quickly and they're not about the purpose and the values, I think that's when it doesn't come to life. And then fast forward from an employee standpoint, look, you know, my team did a lot of work as we were redefining what I'll call like our interview guides, our success profile for every position in the restaurant. 
making sure that there was a lens through which managers, as they were interviewing people, they had those culture questions that they can ask to make sure that people can add to you know this culture through our values. So the key then is uh, the consistency as you were describing, but at the same time, finding ways for people in the restaurants throughout the company to actually experience what these values are so that they can integrate it, integrate the values and put them into practice in a meaningful way. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting. Fast forward earlier this year, we had a virtual conference with our field leaders. So that's our above restaurant leaders who support the employees in the restaurants. And I was watching every presentation or every workshop where they were teaching how to have, you know, increased throughput or with our growth in our digital business. Like, how does that change in the restaurants? The fact that they were using the values language and how they were describing, you know, their workshops or their topics was astounding to me. I'm like, wow, it's incredible to experience this. I have to assume that given your size for many employees and for many of the managers, this approach to culture is something that they that they have to learn. Is it something they have to learn, I think, out loud? Or is it when you actually co-create something with your workforce? So it's not like we did something to our employees, right? I talk about having brainstormed these values and we started off with nine and then through really going and talking to our employees, to our leaders in the organization so that they can shape what those values could look like. I think it's it's not that hard, right? If you create a way for people to participate, then it's this whole co-creation of this environment. It's not like, hey, here's the people experience team, here are all the things we're doing and we're going to do this to you. It's actually engaging our employees along the way to create that culture. And it's really through those values. Um, and so I don't think it's that difficult to learn, you know, and, and it's about um, really creating a platform for employees to bring their full selves, you know, and who wouldn't want that? It's personal. And so um, it's personal in that one of our values is authenticity lives here, bring your full self to work. And even these conversations at least four times a year or two times a year around the values where they bring their ideas forward, um, you know, it, it can't be that difficult because it's this two-way conversation and engagement with our people. It makes sense. And I love what you said, you use the term co-creation yes. of these values. To me, that is really the the key thing, because so often we think about relations with our workforce as being one directional. Right. We tell you what to do. I know that having been a career business person who happens to be in human resources, I agree with you. I think that's a shift that I think a lot of companies are now learning, right? Coming out of the pandemic and now going into 2022, everyone's opening up. Labor has been an issue for a lot of companies. And the learning coming out of the pandemic, as well as the learning going into how do you manage through these labor challenges, is that it is a two-way street. You know, I think what I've heard everyone talk about is it's not um, the employer's market now, it's the employee's market. The employee gets to drive. 
you know, what they want in their experience out of their own, you know, career and job, wherever it is that they work. And so to your point, Michael, it is about um, this co-creation and that it's a two-way street. You know, you're part of of, uh, an organism. You're part of a family that has that conversation, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are running as fast as they can to catch up now um, in that it is a two-way conversation. So Arsalan Khan, who's a regular listener, thank you for Arsalan, and asks the most interesting questions. He asks about the role of technology. And he is an enterprise architect. He's involved with IT. And so he wants to know how you work with IT. Are you a partner? Is IT an obstacle, which I'm sure it's not? <laughs> IT is an extension, if I think specifically for people experience. They have been an enabler for everything that we are doing in terms of creating that conversation with our employees. So technology definitely is an enabler. I'll talk about a few nerdy things that we also did from a people nerd standpoint. You know, we have a human capital management system called Workday, and it was initially configured just to run payroll. And, you know, we worked side by side, hand in hand with our tech folks to ensure that we reimagine Workday in a way that our employees can interact with it more intuitively. And that it was a way to really enable all of the people processes around 100,000 people because it was kind of manual before, right? And you can't really do that when you've got 3,000 plus locations. Another way in which we work with um, with technology is that um, we're now implementing a labor forecasting, scheduling, and timekeeping tool. And it's a way that our restaurant employees can have predictable schedules you know, two or three weeks in advance via mobile, and they can see it. And if that doesn't work for them a week or two from now, they can at least let their manager know and or swap shifts with somebody else. I think technology has really helped that employee experience become easier instead of the old school way, which is go to the back of the restaurant, take a picture of your schedule, and then see if you can make a request to, um, you know, change your schedule. Another way is, Um, Our learning management system, you know, we're in the midst right now of implementing a new learning management system, which is mobile first. And again, the way in which we can engage with our employees more directly, technology has really helped us with that. And so um, if I think about what a lot of companies also learned was um, it accelerated their digital business as they interact with their customers For us, we're accelerating our digital interface so that we can better interact and engage with our employees. So tech is super important in that. We have another question from Twitter, and this is from Elizabeth Shaw, who asks, the programs that you described, how do they change or vary across managers, back office employees, food processing, all the way to the restaurant employee. So I guess she's asking about the consistency throughout the different parts of the company. The programs are one and the same for every employee at the company, whether you're a part-time hourly crew member um, and or you're a manager or of the restaurant or a field leader of the restaurants or sitting in the office in the restaurant support center. 
everyone has access to those benefits. And I think that was the big change for us back in 2019. And I'll, I'll focus on education specifically. You know, back in the day, I think our education benefits per se were specific to only full-time workers, right? Full-time salaried team members at Chipotle. In 2019, we actually expanded it. We expanded it and said, all right, let's take a look at our educational needs. How do we create an environment where employees can bring their full selves, be their full selves? They can thrive and pursue their passion. And education was kind of the first unlock for us. You know, they already had, our hourly employees already had access to health benefits, but education, and I'll get really specific. The first thing was English as a second language and GED, you know, getting your high school degree, that we actually made that available to all of our crew members or hourly crew members, as well as their families, that Chipotle will pay for that. You know, part of it is if you're learning English as a second language or trying to get your high school degree, we believe that success will happen when you've got that support network around you. And so that's the first time that we expanded our education benefits to include our crew members. And then everything else that I shared, our tuition assistance up to 100%, our access to our debt-free degrees. You know, first and foremost, it is our hourly employee in the restaurants that we keep in mind for our benefits, but then everyone in the company has access to it. How do you balance all of this against the cost? The way we look at it is really about how do you invest in our people and invest in the future growth of Chipotle. You know, you and I have talked about this. Our success is dependent on a healthy, engaged, amazing workforce. And those investments are not only just for the now, right? Yeah, great that we can invest in our people today, but we're relying on this workforce to become our leaders for the future. And so when you think about the cost of that, um, that's how you, that's the ROI. It's about betting on the future of this company and investing in a strong workforce today. You know, one terminology that I love using that we haven't talked about yet is, you know, sustainability. And I know we mean that from a supply chain, value chain standpoint, the fact that we rely on local farmers, right? The fact that we care about how animals are raised and that we have organic plants, et cetera, into our our restaurants, but I think about sustainable and sustainability in the organization, meaning that you know you can't keep getting new people into the organization and having other people leave. It's about how do you invest in the growth of the people inside the organization so that they can continue to grow and they can continue to flourish and that they become the workforce of the future. And so sustainability, I mean, I really mean it. It's not only in our food, but gosh, how do we do that for our people so that they see that renewal and that growth, you know, as they grow with the company, whether they want to stay as a crew member or move as um, into a leader of the, the restaurant or in field leadership and or into a role and to our restaurant support centers. So that's how you justify the cost. Now, I will tell you, you still need to create the business case, right? And I think, again, if you if our CFO, Jack, was sitting side by side with me, he would tell you it's about investing in the company's future. And that's why we do it. So this is really, again, baked in deeply to the, to the fabric of how Chipotle runs its business. That's the that's key. Right. That's right. 
So we have another question from Twitter, and this is from Arsalan Khan again. He loved your example of how you use data to make decisions. Are there other examples of the way that you use data to manage the business? The way we use data, and I'll use a people and just business example, is that um, one thing that we identified very early on when we came together as a new leadership team was there was a very important measure, which we identified, which is stability, right? So the hypothesis is, if you have a stable general manager leading a restaurant, then that will drive stability and consistency and then growth for a business. And so one or a couple of metrics that we look look at to measure stability is really to look at the transfer rate of leaders in the organization, the retention rate of leaders, and engagement. And then when we work with data scientists, we can also come up with a stability measure that then translates to um, top-line growth as well as profitability for each restaurant. And so using that data, you know, when you do everything you can, and again, then I'll kind of apply um, what we do to develop people, how we invest in people, um, train people, et cetera, to create that stability for a leader. That then translates to, oh, we should be investing in the company because here's how it impacts the top and bottom line. And so our data data scientists have helped us kind of pull that correlation together. And, you know, then you can see the proof, right? The proof is, hey, look, if you're a general manager, the longer you're in role, and I think that sweet spot is between two to three years in the same role at the same restaurant drives the right amount of stability and consistency, but also drives amazing top and bottom line growth, you know, for your business. And so that's one way in which we use data to help us make decisions. It sounds like you've created a a virtuous cycle where you know how and where to invest in your employees and the impact that has on the bottom line of the business which then reinforces making those investments, increasing, continuing those investments. Yeah, I love that you say that. It is a virtuous cycle. I mean, it, it feeds it feeds it on its own, right? And so, um, yeah, it's great that you've, you recognize that. Can you tell us how you recognize the importance of this topic and how you got the, uh, Chipotle as, a, as an organization on board with it in such a major way? The way Chipotle recognizes it is that if we are living our purpose of cultivating a better world through the lens of our values and, the, and those values come to life every day, right? Um, the line is a moment of truth, teach and taste Chipotle, authenticity lives here, and the movement is real. You know, I think that's when the organization jumps on board with it. Again, hiring people who live our values. Um, and I think about the value of diversity and inclusion. We actually had a third-party diversity company show up last year, help us just do an assessment up and down of, you know, how well are our diversity and inclusion practices. And one thing that they said was a huge differentiator versus the other 999 companies that they've assessed was, hey, you know, your diversity numbers are there. So if I talk about the obvious from a diversity standpoint, yes, we have a diverse population. It's almost 70% in the restaurants. And we have worked really hard in the last three years to ensure that we reflect that about the restaurants. They say, well, that's there. You know, I'll fast forward. There is a collective 
what I'll say, diversity strategy that wasn't created by people experience. In fact, it was created by every function leader, including representatives from the restaurants on our commitments around diversity and that that came together through the leaders. And so I think about diversity kind of from the obvious standpoint, that that's already happening because again, it's this whole notion of co-creation. We're not gonna be behind the scenes and say, we're gonna create this thing. Like, what are your ideas? And how does that inform what we should be doing as a company to make these commitments? Um, but then I think our true litmus test was, again, we looked at pay equity and across gender diversity was at 100%. And a lot of that is kind of self-fulfilling, right? It's like, well, when you live these values, you're doing the right thing. And even, you know, this, this company said, well, you know, what's unusual is your biggest differentiator is that people talk about the values all the time and in and of its own, it creates this inclusive environment where people can feel like they can, you know, bring any idea forward, right? And that they will be heard and seen. And so I think that's how it becomes important to a company. We have an, another question from Twitter. We're again, we're just about out of time. But what does equity and inclusion look like at Chipotle? You've been talking about diversity, and you you referenced equity. But what does equity and inclusion look like? Equity to me is um, about giving everybody an equal access and opportunity to success. Right. So if I think about our hourly workforce, equity to me means that they have access and a transparent pathway to opportunity. So the fact that you can join the company as an hourly employee, and I say transparent opportunity, the training to get to every level within the restaurant and then above restaurant is apparent and it's there for the taking. Right. We, we get you there. And the fact that we give you access to um, education whether it's a high school degree, English as a second language, um, two-year degree, four-year degree, certifications, I mean, all of those things within our, our, uh, our ecosystem at Chipotle. Equity to me means there's access to, you know, personal economic mobility through all of that, right? I think so that to me is equity. The other piece from an inclusion standpoint, we've already talked about this. Inclusion is again, inviting people to fully bring their, you know, fully bring everything that they are, because that just allows them to bring the ideas that we may have never thought about had we not done that, right? And inclusion is this co-creative nature that we have of everything that we do as it relates to supporting our people, that's inclusion. And so um, that's how I would define it. Marisa Andrada, any final thoughts as we finish up that you'd like to share? A way to engage a workforce, whether it is one person, 10 people, 100 people, 100,000 people at a company, is as an owner of a company or as a broader company, be really clear about who you are and what you stand for. Um, make sure that the people who are part of your company also believe in it too. And at the same time, it goes both ways. Understand who they are and what they stand for and allow them to bring that all. And so I think that is kind of the foundation for success, whether it's in great times or in turbulent times. 
Great advice. Well, thank you so much, Marisa Andrada, Chief Diversity, Inclusion, and People Officer of Chipotle Mexican Grill. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun. Everybody, thank you so much for watching, especially those people who ask such great questions. Before you go, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button at the top of our website so we can send you our newsletter. And check out CXOTalk.com. We have great shows coming up. Thanks so much, everybody, and I hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.